Welcome to Our World Plainly Seen, insights and commentary on the world around us with Dr. Frank Kaufman. Good morning, I'm Frank Kaufman. I'm doing a brief piece today on living with change, guiding our selected behavior and living in anticipation of responsibilities, especially in times of severe transition. I have a very simple point to make. Both in our lives, in the whole course of our lives, in history itself, in the entire length of history, periodically, there is radical transformation. There is the complete alteration of entire systems. For example, the shift from monarchy to democracy in recent history. This is a massive tectonic shift from the way life is lived in the world. From the time in which slavery was a normal institution that itself was not even necessarily inhumane. If you read the texts, even the religious texts, from eras in which slavery existed, you will find very clear guidance for the proper treatment of slaves. It was a part of, it was a part of social, political, and economic reality. This is naturally no way for people to live in which we are entirely beholden to the graces of another in order to secure the minimum welfare of our lives and the conditions in which we raise our family. And it's no condition to be able to alter one's uh, circumstances. But even in eras of slavery, there were times, there were circumstances or conditions under which a slave could buy his freedom. When I use the word his, I'm reminded of the reality of the history of women in the world and the increasing move throughout the course of history, including throughout the course of American history, that moves towards the equality of women in human affairs, not only politically, but in the workplace and in opportunity. These changes are never perfect and complete when they happen, but history moves towards essentially liberating each and every single individual born. The natural move of history and what should likewise be the natural move in our own lives, in our own individual lives, of the history of our own individual lives, the natural move should be toward from less freedom to greater freedom and ultimately to complete freedom. This is the direction of history. It it should be the direction of our personal lives. We should see our lives as a conscious and conscientious pursuit of gaining ever more freedom for ourselves. So take a look at your decisions, take a look at the things you choose to do in the way you choose to live your life and what you bring into your life, if it's not contributing to the expansion of your ever greater personal freedom, 
then we are failing to grasp uh, effectively the moments of our life that are given us. Similarly, as we function as a member of society and participate in contemporary civilization, similarly, all of our decisions, all of our considerations, all of our efforts should be to move the whole of humanity and our own particular society, be it a clan, be it a neighborhood, a village, a state, all of it should be to add and increase freedom for the greatest number of people. This is the direction that uh, humanity takes. It's the direction that we ourselves should take. And, and it's upon that assumption that I want to comment on a single thing. There are, as I said at the outset, times in which whole systems fundamentally change in which for millions of years or thousands of years, the institution of slavery existed as an economic and political reality. And then all of a sudden, the whole world changes and the existence of slavery becomes a rare anomaly that needs to be fixed somewhere, but the whole world changes. This is no longer an element or part of the economic and political structure by which humans are organized. It just changed. During the era of slavery, during the period in which slaves existed, many of which were treated well, many of which were respected, many of which had the gratitude of their quote-unquote their owners. During that, that period, people within it did not have the capacity to conceive of life in the world and political and economic society functioning in any other way. They couldn't, they couldn't think that one through. They didn't see the end of that coming. This was just how things are. This is just how production takes place. This is just how farms are managed. This is just how different classes of people manage, manage their interrelationship. It just was as it was. Suddenly it's gone. Monarchy. The existence of a privileged elite by dint of birthright that was the natural heir to all the wealth in the land under which an entire subjected population functioned. These were not necessarily slaves, perhaps they were serfs, and then there were various gradations of society of what are called free people. And then there was a distinction between landowners and, and not. There was periods in various democracies in which only landowners could vote. These things change. Now, now in the United States of America, at least until recently, everyone could vote. What I want to point our attention to and what I want to, what I want to in a certain way prepare us for is that there are times in which all of history, all of political culture, and economic culture, all of society, all the structures will change. They're in the process of change. They're going, they're going to undergo a radical change. And those of us within it cannot imagine anything other than what we have now, cannot imagine it. It's not only that we can't see putting it into place, we can't imagine it. So presently, the entire world, or especially I'll speak for the United States of America, presume that democracy is 
the highest and fairest and truest economic, social, military, and political system, that democracy is the be-all and end-all. It is that which must perdure and persevere at all costs. It's the circumstance under which human beings must live. Presently in the United States of America and in other democracies around the world, especially if we look at Australia, we see all democracies slipping into the growth and exercise of a form of totalitarianism that has not existed in the world prior to now. There have, certainly there have been tyrannies and, and uh, fascist rule over people that made, that made people disappear, imprisoned people without rights, in which military and paramilitary forces beat and crippled and killed citizens within countries. Yes, there have been tyrannies before, but the current threat to democracy is a form of tyranny and a structure of tyranny that has not existed before. This contemporary structure, manifestation, conglomeration, and collaboration, which is exercising the tyranny that is currently threatening democracies, as it is radically new and unprecedented, it may well have the op- may well have success in the destruction of democracy. We may be living through a current situation and reality in the world in which democracy will no longer be possible. This may be happening to us right now. There is a form of tyranny a form of oppression, a form of the diminishment and removal of human rights that is unprecedented in history. It has has a structure, nature, and organization that is unprecedented in history. And it may be sufficient to undermine democratic life in the world. It had been presumed that democracy was safe in America. Personally, I think a close look at the current situation in America would at least invite the, poss- invite the consideration that democracy is not safe here, it's not possible anymore. Look at a person who asked her friends or her followers to pray and do research before you take an injection the outcome of which you're not sure will ha- what will happen to you. Pray and do research. This person, this person said, pray and do research. And this person is under the greatest attack that we've witnessed to any single entertainment figure in our lifetime. The person asked her followers to pray and do research and has come under attack greater than any entertainment figure in our lifetime. This reality, the possibility for things like this to happen, are connected to the like to the possibility that democracy cannot survive under such circumstances. People are fighting for their life to preserve democracy, preserve places where people are allowed to express their opinion, 
without being destroyed either socially or even imprisoned without rights, as is happening to a particular community in the United States of America. There is a community of people who have been imprisoned without rights in the United States of America for now over eight months, now over eight months. Can democracy survive when the nature of tyranny, the nature of oppression, the nature of disappearing people, the nature of silencing people is of the nature of the organization that has never existed before in history? All right, so this is a radical expression of mine, a radical thing to put forward, that there might be a force in the world and an organizational uh, direction of things that has the possibility to destroy or undermine democracy as we know it. I personally happen to think that this is a possibility. So the reason why I made this podcast is to consider together with you, how do we behave when the very best thing we know is possibly under time of transition, possibly under threat, possibly will be removed from history? How do we behave when a, when a way of being in the world better than which we cannot imagine, better than which we cannot conceive, we can't conceive anything better. We believe that the only hope for free human beings is democracy. And if we are watching circumstances in which that will be removed from human history and from human affairs and from contemporary political structures, if we're watching a reality in which the best we can possibly conceive is, about, is under threat, what should our behavior be? This is what I want to talk about. And I won't talk much longer anyway. This is what I want to talk about. What must our behavior be? I am of the opinion, and I, and I commend, and I ask, that people who believe that democracy, that free human beings, is the highest possible ideal, political, social, economic structure under which we can live, even if it is being removed out of history, even if it will be destroyed, the only way we can live our lives conscientiously, effectively, sacrificially, and committed to the good of the greatest number is to support unconditionally and to fight at the cost of our lives to protect and preserve that which is the greatest we can imagine. If we believe democracy is good, we must be ready to fight for it at the cost of our lives and never surrender to any force that participates in the possibility of removing democracy from human affairs, as is happening everywhere in the world as we speak. So all we can do is work as hard as we can and be courageous as we can, inventive as we can, creative as we can, sacrificial as we can, to protect and preserve the greatest system we know. Now, if democracy is successfully destroyed by the forces of tyranny that are operating primarily in what were once countries which guaranteed human freedom and no longer do, like France, the United States, Australia, and elsewhere, if there is a new form of tyranny in the making that will destroy democracy, 
One thing I would like to, what do I know? I'm, I can't assure you, but I can assure myself or I can sit in the confidence that the, the power of humans to make themselves free will prevail, will conquer whatever tyrannical forces are combining now to do, undermine and remove human freedom, no matter what they are, no matter how great they are, no matter how perfect is the surveillance over you, no matter how forceful is the armies being sent to your village and to your town to club your wife and your daughter and your grandma for making a medical decision, no matter how much force is being used to remove human freedoms, that will not prevail. It can't prevail. Not, I'm not saying it can't, God forbid, it can't. I'm not saying that. It's impossible that the suppression of the human development and progress and pursuit of freedom at all costs can be suppressed. It can't. So, eventually, if democracy is successfully destroyed by the forces of suppression, censor, censorship, tyranny that are, that are currently operative today, if democracy is successfully removed and we are witnessing a massive tectonic shift in human affairs similar to the change from monarchy to democracy no one for a long period of time no one could conceive of anything other than monarchy they thought it was the best possible social organization under which we could conduct our affairs it was inconceivable the concept of democracy had had did not exist as a workable uh, structure. Suddenly it exists and it's pursued everywhere in the world. Similarly, there may be a system coming up now that will have to replace democracy, we, but we can't imagine what that might be. But the pursuit of human freedom has to take on a form that is superior to the forces of oppression that organize themselves under the conditions of democracy. Forces of oppression exploited the democratic process to establish the capacity to remove human freedoms. There will prevail, there will become established, there will emerge a system that is greater than, greater than the capacity for paramilitary forces on the homeland, greater than the capacity to observe your walking even when all your devices are off, to hear your speaking, even when all your devices are off. There, there, is a, there is a form of human organization that is superior to the most perfect capacity to suppress, oppress, censor, remove, kill, silence. There is one. We may not know what it is. Since we, since we so far have not been able to imagine what would, what would be greater than the current surveillance and military oppression of people in their own homelands, in their own quote-unquote democracies? Since we can't conceive that, what is required in order to establish the foundation for a newly emerging human structure is that we treat democracy as though it's unconquerable. We fight for it as though it's unconquerable. We, we live with all of our passion, all, every, all of our finest, all of our prayers, all of our tossing and turning, all of our educating our family, all of our sacrificing our money, all of what we pour it into the best we can conceive. It's not up to us whether 
democracy survives or fails or a new social, political, economic system arises. That's, that's part of the evolution of history. What's up to us is that we identify the best we can imagine and fight for it with our lives. This will be, this will be the roots, the roots of whatever emerges. Perhaps we can save democracy. That's what we're supposed to be doing now. That's what we're supposed to be doing now, like we've never done anything before, trying to save democracy. Whether we succeed or not, we will not have lost an iota of our energy because either we succeed, democracy reestablishes itself. I find it very hard to see how that's going to happen. Or in the effort to preserve and protect and save democracy, we are planting the seeds of human freedom greater than any force capable of, of oppressing and silencing and vanishing the infinite human individual who lives with the, with the infinite power at the center of ourselves, lives with God at the center of ourselves, that cannot be oppressed. And so work to save democracy regardless of the outcome of that. Those, those, you will either, we will either succeed or we will plant the seeds of greater human freedom than we've ever seen in history until now. Thanks a lot for listening. Talk to you again soon.